Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcasts. In its latest move to reverse Obama-era environmental policies, the Trump administration is proposing a dramatic shift in the way it measures the benefits of limiting mercury pollution from power plants. Joining me to discuss the moves is Charles Warren, head of the environmental practice at Kramer Levin and former regional administrator of the EPA. Chuck, the EPA is now assessing that mercury mandates cost far more than the potential benefits, and they say the health benefits of cutting mercury range from about $4 million to $6 million annually. The Obama administration had an additional $80 billion a year. Why the disparity? Well, June, the cost-benefit analysis is always a tricky thing, and the, and the reason there's a disparity in what they're saying and what the Obama administration is saying is that the Obama administration took in all the benefits, the health benefits that were related to putting controls on for mercury. And what it was was uh, you get a control of mercury, which has certain health benefits, which are lower, but you also get control of particulate matter, which are these uh, bits that float around in the air and that cause respiratory and lung problems. And that adds up to many more billions, and that gives you uh, a cost-benefit uh, that's where the benefits are greater than the costs. And the Trump administration is saying, no, you can't look at those what they call co-benefits. Uh, you can only look at the benefits of controlling mercury itself, and that's where there's a big, the big disparity here. And I think what they're really trying to do here is set a precedent for further analysis of these kinds of regulations so they can just use the benefits uh, that are directly attributable to the pollutant they're controlling by the particular regulation. Well, Chuck, which kind of analysis do you think is more on the mark? Well, I I guess if you're saying, here's regulation A that uh, it happens to regulate mercury, but it also results uh, because of the technology that's required to be put on, you know, for the, uh, on the, on the plants, it also regulates other things. And so why shouldn't you take into account all the health benefits uh, that come from the fact that you've issued this regulation? It seems to me it doesn't make sense to say, well, you may have all these other health benefits, but the fact that you're not, haven't issued the regulation to specifically regulate them, but only for mercury that you shouldn't count them makes no sense to me because you have to look at the overall health picture because the idea of these regulations is to improve public health. How far does it have to go before this actually changes the way they assess the benefits? Is is it proposal? Is it going to have to go through a rule change? Yes. What they're doing is they're not seeking to actually repeal the regulation at this time because, first of all, the utilities don't want it repealed. They've already spent the money. The regulation was enacted in in 2012. They've spent the money to comply. They've already put on the control equipment. So it makes no sense to repeal it. Now they put out a proposal. If it went final, they would like to use that, as I indicated before, as a precedent for new regulations. And so so obviously the final regulation is going to be challenged on the basis that they did not calculate the health benefits uh, adequately. 
the federal rules to limit mercury are one of the signature environmental achievements by the Obama administration. Let's take a look back at the last two years and what's coming up. Because the New York Times did a study and reports that something like 78 environmental rules are going to be changed due to Trump's deregulation. Yeah, they, 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 well, I think when you look at the study, you have to say, okay, these are what the Trump administration has proposed. And the question is, how many of those are actually going to go into effect? And many of them are challenged. And, and, and as we've seen, I mean, uh, they don't necessarily pass muster because uh, in order to change regulations, you have to have a real basis to change it and show that uh, the evidence that you have uh, proves your case. And usually, a lot of times, it hasn't happened that way because the Trump administration has offered fairly thin evidence to replace some of these regulations. Uh, But they're still trying, and and I think as we look ahead to 2019, they're going to be pushing further ahead on some of the initiatives that they have started on now. So, Chuck, looking ahead, what is the biggest environmental rollback that the Trump administration has actually been able to accomplish? Well, let's see. The, The biggest, I think the biggest rollback so far is that they stopped the clean power plan. They haven't actually replaced it yet, but they really stopped it. And that was, you know, a major initiative uh, of the Obama administration. And, uh, and, it, and it has wide-ranging effects on greenhouse gases uh, for power plants. And so that's been in limbo now for the several years. And uh, I think that's setting the effort to control greenhouse gases back by that period of time. So so that's been that's that's what I would say is is the, the greatest impact that they've had. That's Charles Warren, head of the environmental practice at Kramer Levin. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg.